Welcome to the Legacy Blueprint. My name is Joe Evangelisti. I'll be your host. Today we want to talk about leveling up your business, leveling up your personal life, and leveling up your relationships so you can create a life worth living. Guys, I'm going to talk to you today about the slogan, there's only easy day was yesterday, right? You ever hear that? You ever hear it said, Matt, the only easy day is yesterday. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a saying that you hear in the military a lot. It's a Navy SEAL thing you hear a lot. Why do they talk about the only easy day is yesterday, right? Is it a super ego thing that they're trying to prove to somebody that they can get better and better and better every day? You're goddamn right it is. And let's talk about today. I wanna, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about productivity versus being busy so that the only easy day was yesterday kind of starts to dive in and make a little bit more sense, right? Here's the fact, Matt. A lot of people are trying to be productive, but they're really just being busy, right? We've all felt felt into this uh, into this road before where, you know, we have a to-do list that is nonstop. There might be 20 or 30 things on the to-do list. And what happens is every day you might check off three or four things, five things, 10 if you're super productive. But what happens with that to-do list? What happens is inevitably you wake up the next morning and there's still 20 or 30 things on there. And then we start to beat ourselves up, right? We start to get back into, well, I'm not accomplishing enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not being enough, right? Because we're not actually being productive. We're keeping ourselves busy with a to-do list. And what happens on that to-do list also? A lot of times the things that are really supposed to be priority or should get done right away end up becoming the things that stay on the list forever. So we've all carried around these lists. We've all had these things in front of us. We all have notes or notepads or yellow stickies that have all these to-do items on it. And what happens is we generally wait until the last minute to get them done, right? Well, high achievers, high gainers, people who are trying to accomplish high-level things have a hack for this, and I want to talk about this today. And this hack, if you have grab a pen and a notepad, and I'm telling you, this will change your life. It'll change your trajectory. I have people in our mastermind events, people that are our mastermind calls, that this simple, simple, simple hack has truly transformed the way that they are productive in business, the way they're productive in life, the way they're productive with their relationships, growing and getting better each and every day, and. Um, so let's, let's get into it real quick. Number one, with your productivity list, if you're trying to create a productivity list, not just a to-do list, we want to talk about getting things to done, right? And leveling up to another place. Folks, high achievers, number one, will learn to prioritize their to-do list, right? Get their to-do list to a point where the most difficult things come first and then the easiest stuff comes last. Now here's the fact, here's a fact. A lot of times when we take the most difficult thing on our to-do list and we get it done, we get it finished, we get it complete, what happens is a lot of other things on our to-do list a lot of times will be removed as a result of doing the difficult thing, right? Um, doing the, the most important priority thing first thing in the morning. So let's talk about how we get that, the, how we get those things done, how we organize it, and what it looks like. But before we get into that, I want to slide back for a second on trying to be that high-level boss we all want to be in our lives. Whether or not you have employees or not, you're a boss of yourself. Trying to get to that point where you are the boss, right? A couple things have to happen in order for your mindset to be right, in order to do this hack, this productivity hack I'm talking about. And number one is you have to start with grit, okay? Grit comes from the ability to handle pressure, the ability to get better each day, 
the ability to take on high-level responsibilities with ease, right? And that doesn't happen overnight. Grit, in my opinion, is built. It's something that you have to practice that becomes ingrained with you over time. And how do we start to get that grit? Well, number one, we look for problems and then we solve them. Now, now pay attention to what I just said there. Not look for problems because we're trying to find more problems to put together and try to find more problems to solve, but actually creating solutions for high-level problems. I did this post a couple weeks ago that a lot of people who love to put out fires are secret arsonists. In other words, if you catch yourself during the day and you're that kind of person that's always putting out fires, you have to ask yourself, am I creating the fire or am I adding gasoline to the fire and starting to come back from that and say, I'm only going to handle the high level things. I'm not just going to put out fires for the sake of putting out fires, right? So again, they're looking for problems that they can solve so they don't come back. A lot of times you're going to see people solve these problems. High achievers are solving them in a way that they won't re- they won't reoccur over and over again. So, for example, one of your problems might be an employee issue or a pro- or a process issue within your business. Low achievers or average folks or those are those are aren't really trying to grow are just going to continue to put out that one little match at a time, right? They're going to have that problem come up. Oh, that problem's back again. Let me go ahead and fix it right now. I have time, right? Because they always have time. The reality of it is high gainers, high achievers, those who are successful, find problems and squash them. Rarely are they going to do the same thing on their to-do list over and over again if it's a productivity issue. They want to solve that issue so it doesn't happen again. They want to spend time, dig deep into what's what's causing that issue and actually implement practices that are going to keep it from ever happening again, right? Or flip side is a lot of times these problems that are on on your on your schedule might not be issues that you have to address at all. And that's another thing. Number 2 is a high achiever's ability to say no, right? Saying no is one of the most important things that you can do in your business. And the reason is is because it's going to keep all of those fires, all of those busy work activities off of your schedule completely, off of your to-do list, right? Right now if you I, I challenge you if you look down at your to-do list you're going to find that 10, 20, 30% possibly of that to-do list are literally things that you could either say no to or you could easily delegate for very little money, but they're going to take up your time because they're going to stay on that to-do list until you do them, right? So how do, how do we become the not the secret arsonist but more the firefighter? We start to look at where our time is spent and saying no more effectively, right? Folks, most high achievers won't take a meeting with someone unless that meeting results in, or they think it'll at least result in a long-term relationship, right? Things that they can create value in, things they can help others create value in. They won't take that meeting unless it's going to help expand their horizon. But yet you see all these people all the time. Can I take you out for coffee? Can I pick your brain? I'd love to see, see you one time and meet you and talk to you about what you got going on. Folks, anybody that's using that type of terminology, anybody that's saying those type of things to you, that's a low-impact performer. That's somebody who hasn't achieved at a high level, doesn't understand what it takes to run at a high pace, and they're not being productive with their time, right? So unless that meeting that you think you're going to take is going to help you engage in a long-term relationship and help you do bigger and better things, high achievers aren't going to take that meeting. Go along with grit, right? Asking the really hard questions. 
This is a part of a high achiever that keeps them super productive because they, they are not afraid to get in deep and ask the questions that count, right? Low achievers, they're going to sit there and they're, ask, they're going to ask these average questions or they're going to beat around the bush or unfortunately, a lot of times you're going to see that they have a deep question they should be asking and they're going to avoid it, right? High achievers, high impact, they're going for the hard question. They're getting to the meat and potatoes. They're uncovering the issues so they can get them solved right away because they don't have time to sit around having coffee talking about what ifs, right? Um, another thing about grit, it comes from taking responsibility for all of it, right? You'll find that high achievers take responsibility even when it's not their responsibility. They, they take they take the brunt of the of the issue. If something goes wrong, they're owning up to it. If something goes wrong, they're going to own it and re be responsible for it, and they're going to find a way to fix it, right? High achievers will always take responsibility for all of it, whether or not they're, they're involved 100% or not. You're never going to see a high achiever point the finger and say, it's that guy's fault. This, this, this woman screwed this up. If she would have done this differently, we'd be in a different place. High achievers don't have time for pointing fingers. They don't have time for creating that type of atmosphere. They just get it done and they, and they, and they move forward, right? So another thing, number two, and this is a big one, dribbling the ball. Talk about dribbling the ball a lot, right? High achievers, folks, are people that are capable of constantly dribbling no matter what's going on around them, right? They're focused on their end game and they're focused on continually being consistent. So I use this analogy a lot, but let's say, you know, you see it at, it, in January 1st, New Year's rolls around and a lot of people have these, these lofty goals of that. They're going to lose They're going to lose a bunch of weight. They're going to go to the gym six days a week. They're going to burn 5 million calories a day, right? They're going to work out. They're going to do two a days, right? And what happens the first day they miss a day at the gym, they internally start beating themselves up. They start saying, well, this isn't working for me, or I can't do this. I can't accomplish my goals. And they, and they quit, right? High achievers take that and take it on the chin, right? They say, they miss a day at the gym, Okay, we're bouncing back, we're going the next day, right? Consistency of dribbling the ball is going to be one of the most impactful things that ultimately gets you to where you're going, right? If you know that you've created something that could be possibly great or could be possibly taken to the next level, you gotta continue dribbling the ball no matter what, no matter what the naysayers say, no matter about what your parents or your brothers or your cousins say, whatever their opinions are, you gotta keep dribbling until you're successful. So if you know that you're on track to do something great and you know that you have a great idea and you know that you're committed to it, now you have to commit to it and be consistent with it, right? Um, number three, extreme focus. This is really, really difficult for a lot of people to dial into, right? It's extreme focus. And the fact is, most of us have a hard time with this, actually being present, being mindful, working on what's in front of us, right? Because what happens is we get deep into something that is important and we make all these subconscious excuses for why we shouldn't be there. Let me go grab a coffee. Let me hit the bathroom real quick. Let me let me check Facebook. Let me check my email. Oh, I got a voicemail. Somebody texted me, right? High achievers are focused, laser focused on getting done what they have to get done. I'm gonna talk about how you order that in a couple seconds here. Last thing is, you gotta know who you are. Folks, I lived a double life for many, many years. I just had this lunch with one of our, a couple of our great guys from the team. And, and it just told this story about how years ago, those of you that followed my real estate podcast before this, or those of you who follow me on social media, you probably heard me tell the story before. 
I used to be a retail broker, realtor out there on the street trying to sell properties. At the same time, I was a real estate investor. And I would be a real estate investor in the afternoons and I would be a realtor in the morning. So I would get up in the morning, I'd put on my suit and tie, which by the way, I only wear to weddings and funerals now, but I would put on my suit and tie and I would go to the office and I would prospect and I would find listings and I would call for sale by owners and I would call expired listings. And I did a great job of it. I built a really good book of business. About noontime or a little bit in the afternoon, I'd break free, I'd go home, I'd get my jeans and my t-shirt on and I'd head to the construction site and I would deal with the subcontractors, deal with schedules, material handling, I'd write checks and I was an investor in the afternoon. The problem is I led a double life. When I was in the retail space with my suit and tie, I wouldn't tell people that I was flipping houses because I felt somehow awkward, like I wasn't allowed to live, I wasn't allowed to be myself around them, right? Same thing in the afternoon. I was doing what I loved in the afternoon, but I would never tell them I was a realtor. I would never let them see me in a suit and tie. So I was really living this Clark Kent Superman life where I jump in and out of the, 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 the telephone booth and I would get changed and I would do the next thing, but I never felt comfortable in my own skin. If somebody asked me what I did, I would just inevitably tell them I do real estate and then see if the conversation got deeper. But the fact of the matter is I did multiple things, never wanted to be recognized as one or the other. So one day I had this epiphany and I said to my mentor, I'm just gonna sell the, the real estate company, the, the realtor company, the retail sales division. I'm, it's not where my heart is, it's not where I love to be, and I'm, I wanna put my focus on the investment business. And what happened next was, was really game-changing for me because my mentor said to me, well, rather than sell the business that already makes really good money, you have an assistant and she's licensed and she's capable. If you're gonna sell it, you're gonna blow it up, you're gonna give up anyway, why not turn around and just give her the retail business and see if she can run with it? So it was a, it was a moment of, of clarity, it was a light bulb that went off for me because I had that conversation. We renegotiated a great structure where she was able to make more money and she was able to do more deals and she was able to manage the retail sales division and I could step away completely. And my goal mentally and my goal that I elaborated on with this conversation with her was, look, I'm out. I'm not doing the, real, the retail thing anymore. I'm not putting a suit and tie anymore. I'm going to go out and I'm going to flip houses. And the, the, the result a year later and to this day is that we still run one of the biggest real estate teams in, 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 New, in South Jersey. We still sell a ton of real estate and I don't touch any of it. And the fact is that's because I made that decision to know who I was, to be clear about who I was. At that point, I was a real estate investor. If you shook my hand at a networking event or a dinner or you saw me you know, walking down the street, I was a real estate investor and I didn't have to pretend that I was something I wasn't at that point. Guys, high achievers know who they are. They're comfortable in their own skin and they stop worrying about what other people think in lieu of them being healthy and comfortable and successful in their own skin, feeling that way in their own skin. The most important, one of the most important things about being a high achiever is knowing who you are. So let's circle back here to a minute about being super productive. How do we get dialed in? Knowing what you know now, knowing you have to have grit and you have to dribble the ball consistently and you have to learn how to say no and you have to have extreme focus and then most importantly, you have to know who you are. Once we get all those things dialed in, it becomes a different mindset. It becomes a different shift. We start to become a productive person, not a busy person, 
but a productive person. So how does a productive person manage all of the things that they're supposed to manage on a day-to-day basis, on a weekly basis, right? Well, they do it by being super, super dialed in to what is productive and what is not productive, putting it into two different buckets. Now, if you want to talk about how you how you start to manage that productivity so you start to feel good about yourself, that's where being productive and understanding the productive attributes comes in. If you have a list of 20 things, you know, and probably only you know, what are the most difficult things that you have to do and what are the ones that are going to get you the highest gain result, the highest activity result from completing that that to-do list, completing that thing on your list, right? And here's how you can get away with doing twice as much work in half as much time. Believe it or not, half the challenge is trying to manage when we do what. So what I do every day as part of my my morning routine is set myself up for the day. A lot of times I'll do this the night before. Knowing what I have to do that day, take your list and take the top thing that needs to be done, the most productive, most uncomfortable, most difficult thing that you're gonna do each and every day or you have to do that day, and that goes on number one, right? That goes to the top of your list. That has to be done before anything else can be done during your day, right? You will not have a productive day if this number one thing doesn't get done, right? So that's the number one priority. It's something you must get done that day or, or you can't go to bed, right? You can't be successful. You can't, you can't assume that that day has been productive if you don't do number one. Then we take number two and number three off of your to-do list, add them onto your schedule, right? When am I going to do number two and number three? And for most people, for most people, these three things will make you more productive than you were yesterday when you did the other 10 things, right? And the reason being is you're doing the most productive ones. You're doing the most difficult ones. You're doing the ones that challenge you, that help you grow, that help you level up. So when you do those things first, and only first, if those three things get accomplished, now you can whip out your to-do list and you can start adding some other things. You can start knocking off some other things off the list. But here's where it gets important. At the end of the day, you have to learn to reflect back on what was just accomplished, right? You have to go back and see, what did we just do? What did I just do today? And was it productive? Nine times out of 10, if you start your day off with those top three most important things to do, You need to give yourself credit for achieving those things at the end of the day. You have to show yourself some gratitude. Show yourself some appreciation. Don't be afraid to pat yourself on the back when you accomplish something. Here's the difference. You've accomplished the three most difficult things on your list today. And if you do that again tomorrow and the next day and the next day, seven days a week, you will accomplish 21 high-level, high-gain, difficult, big-picture items in one week. Most people don't accomplish 21 things in a month, let alone a week, let alone being dialed in. Where do most people go? They accomplish a few things a day that are unimportant, that probably aren't high productivity items, and then at the end of the day, they get frustrated and pissed off, and they can't can't be grateful for themselves. They can't show themselves appreciation because they don't feel like they've achieved enough. Now, here's here's the kicker. After you get through those three things, those top three most difficult things, feel free to do some more stuff on your list but you will feel 10 times more productive if you just concentrate on three top items first. Do this, keep it simple for 30 days, and I promise you, you will wake up a different person after 30 days. Hope you guys found this 
podcast valuable. I hope you found the information here valuable. If you do, all we do is ask that you go on, leave us a review, share it with somebody else, send them a message, send them a PM, send them a text, send it by carrier pigeon. I don't care. But share the value here with someone else and make their week more productive.